In the nation's northwest corner is Washington. Our resident historian Felix Bunnell joins us Friday mornings for All Over the Map. His quick look at the stories behind local places and things and land formations. And this week, he's been a big friend to naval aviators in the Northwest for more than 50 years. He's called Whidbey Island Man. (laughs) Yeah, this is an aviation story. It's about a geographic feature and esoteric nickname that dates to the early days of radar on military aircraft, maybe the 50s or the 60s. The setting for the story is, not surprisingly, Naval Air Station Whidbey Island. A guy named Richard Hart grew up in the Seattle area, went to Mount Rainier High School in the UW. He's 74 now, retired after serving in the Navy and working as a commercial airline pilot. As a young aviator who had trained in Pensacola, he got assigned to Whidbey Island in 1971. He was already qualified as a naval aviator, but since he was the new guy at Oak Harbor, Richard Hart had to do some training flights in the area in a Grumman A6 intruder. I had an instructor, bombardier, navigator in the right seat, and I was flying in the left seat. And he said, okay, I got it. We'd be all in man. I kind of went, what? And uh, he said, look at the radar here. And he, he, we were about 130, 140 miles out, and uh, he showed it to me. And I, I said, well, I'll be darned. It really is. It looks like a man down there. So Whidbey Island Man, that on those radar screens, land was light, water was dark, and the shape between Whidbey Island and Camino Island was a silhouette of a person, which the Navy guys called Whidbey Island Man. Now, we have an old aeronautical chart at my northwest that Richard Hart has marked up that shows this phenomenon very clearly. Essentially, Oak Harbor and Crescent Harbor form the head, Penn Cove is an arm, Holmes Harbor is a leg, and Saratoga Passage is the other leg, the torso and the other arm too. The body's maybe 40 miles long, the arms are maybe 15 miles long, legs are 20 miles long. Now, one more thing. Not unlike that Auburn Railroad engineer who tutored his steam whistle to let his wife know he was almost home, sighting Whidbey Island Man on the radar inspired a similar scheme for Richard Hart and the other pilots. If we had a good guy on the phone in the duty office, we'd radio in to him and say, hey, can you call the wife or some guys call the girlfriend and have them come pick me up? We're going to be there in about a half hour. Now, I think Whidbey Island is a pretty esoteric thing. I don't think it's been adopted by civil or commercial pilots. It seems like it's purely if you're in the Navy. So maybe in those many decades, maybe only a few thousand aviators ever used it. I also asked Richard Hart if Whidbey Island is visible to the naked eye since he's done all that other flying. He said it probably is, but you'd have to be at at least 10,000 feet, have really clear weather, and be maybe 30 to 50 miles south of Whidbey to see it Mm -hmm. or see him, I guess. Now, last thing, I asked him directly, and Richard Hart, who because of where he lives is a Whidbey Island man himself, he swore to me this was not some elaborate practical joke designed to fool me and the Cairo Radio listeners. Whidbey Island man is a thing. Yes. Well, if you look at the map, it's it's there. Uh, I mean, I, I think I see him. His his right hand is basically grabbing Lacana, right? Yeah, exactly. Reaching over, he's sort of or like he's, he's like spread eagle, spreads arms yeah. spread out wide, touch from all the way from Whidbey over to Camino. He should be called Whidbey Island slash Camino Island Man because the Camino yes. Island coastline forms part of his body too. And once you mentioned it, and I started looking at it, that's all I see now. <laughs> I see you can't unsee Whidbey Island no. Man. That's true. Yeah.